0: Welcome back. Welcome in to Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a paramount podcast. I am Mike Casaza, live Dallas, Texas, for Big 12 Media Days, and I'm already bumping into people who want to talk about the obvious topic here at this time of year. The whole conference has descended upon the home of the Dallas Cowboys and they want to talk to me. Not about the 14th place team and the 14 team preseason poll. Not about the program with the head coach in the hot seat. They want to talk about Bob Huggins. And frankly, they'll try as I might, can't avoid him and can't blame him. Turns out my peers are a lot like you and I. They, um, they wonder what in the heck is happening here and why. <laughs> I think we've all asked that question in the past couple of days. I know I have. So today we're going to look into one possible explanation, okay? Just one. We've had a lot of time to think and think and think since Bob Huggins and his newest lawyer shocked us on Saturday night with word that he wanted to be reinstated as the head coach and that he was willing to sue West Virginia to get his way. But let's go back further than Saturday. Let's go back to 1976, a little film called All the President's Men. Pretty good book too, kind of think of it. But in either format, you have the unforgettable character Throat, with the invaluable advice. You know it, you've heard it, you've said it. Follow the money. All right, let's talk about the money, and let's begin with a disclaimer here. Well, the obvious: I am not a lawyer. I don't even play one on a podcast. But this also might not be about the money. This is just one possible explanation right now, and if not accurate. Whether in the description of what may be on the line here, or also if that is indeed the cause of the dispute, it's something we can clear up. Lots of numbers, lots of possibilities floating around, so maybe we get there. But also, this might not be about the money. This might be about a head coach who's hurt and would like to inflict pain upon others, too, on the way out. This might be somebody who feels like he was wrong by the athletic director and the president. And if he can make a big enough mess, he's going to make it look bad for the athletic director and the president. And golly, we know the president of the university does not need more of a mess on his hand. He does not need his house in disarray to look like it's in even more disarray. Hard to say, though. We just have unexpected developments for untold motivations. But it's possible. This is just a vindictive streak by a desperate individual who we've seen lash out many times before, but for many different reasons than this. But back to our point, maybe it's not petty. Maybe it's not shameful. Maybe it's not misguided and any other unfortunate adjective that you can tag onto a hall of fame career that should not be spiraling like this, but maybe it's about the money. So let's talk about the money specifically. Let's talk about the money attached to getting out of a contract for either party. There are basically four ways for West Virginia or for Bob Huggins to get out of the contract. The one that was extended in August, 2021 and amended in May following the comments that Huggins made on that Cincinnati radio station appearance. Bob Huggins can complete the contract, just go to the office on his last day. And that's it. Tidy. He can also leave before the contract ends and West Virginia can terminate Huggins for cause, which means he did something bad and was fired as a result or West Virginia can terminate Huggins for convenience, which means I don't know, in a more ordinary situation that, his record stunk or his performance wasn't good enough and they just got rid of him. We can cross that one out and we can cross out Huggins finishing the contract. So where does that leave us? Right in the middle, right? How about Huggins leaving a contract before it ends near as I can tell he has a unique contract at West Virginia. I don't have everybody's contract. But I've seen an awful lot of them and other coaches like Neil Brown, for example, they have a clause that covers quote termination by coach And an exit that is, quote, other than by reason of death or disability. So if a coach, I don't know, resigns to go fishing, retires because wants to bounce the grandkids on the knee and he's just done coaching his sport. Or if he leaves for another job, the coach has to pay West Virginia in that case. You're out of the contract beforehand. Those are liquidated damages that are owed to the university. You're doing damage by breaking the contract early. You have to pay. Now, Huggins has a similar clause, but it's not the same clause. If he leaves, it's spun differently. So what is, quote, death or disability for other coaches is not the same for Huggins. It's defined as, quote, other basketball-related employment. And his contract further states that he owes West Virginia $1 million if he takes another Division I head coaching job. Again, that's not a play here, but there's a bit of a gap there, right? You can have a lot of other basketball related employment and not a division one head coaching job. But if he does go for a division one head coaching job, he owes a million bucks, but again, not happening here. We can kind of push that one to the side. The other way he can end the contract is something that is more universal for West Virginia contracts. There's a section for the quote, inability to perform. And that covers a few different scenarios, including here we go. Ready? Quote, permanent retirement, permanent retirement terminates the contract and, According to the terms here, all future obligations between the parties shall cease. That means no money, no nothing. He'd be paid what he'd earned up to the retirement, but he would not be paid or owed whatever is left on his contract. So West Virginia says Huggins retired. It believes its obligations are over, but maybe Huggins disagrees. He's saying he didn't write the statement that's attributed to him. And you'll remember in that statement, he or whoever wrote it says, that he informed West Virginia of quote my resignation and intention to retire as the head men's basketball coach at West Virginia University effective immediately. Now we get into semantics and reasons that lawyers are sometimes brought into the mix. And maybe this is why we're here. What is permanent retirement? I mean, you could see someone retiring from a job and popping back up on the bench soon thereafter. And what's the intention to retire? Could one intend to retire but change his mind and not permanently retire? It's just a bunch of other ways to play with those words to craft a dispute, and you get the idea. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, even though I'm aware we might. So what now? West Virginia has repeatedly stated it will not revoke Huggins' resignation. It will not reinstate Huggins. It's adamant that Huggins retired. And in the general counsel's letter sent to Huggins' attorney on Monday, she used retire or retirement 10 different times in her letter. And oftentimes attached to resign resignation, adamant that he resigned. He retired. His resignation was for the purpose of retirement. That is not a coincidence. So let's get back to what now you still have the red button on the desk here that West Virginia can press and just fire Bob Huggins with cause and owe him nothing in his contract. There are eight ways you can fire a coach with cause and maybe four of them seem to stick here. These are more universal again in West Virginia contracts, but here they go. One way to fire cause any conduct of coach in violation of any federal state or local criminal statute, excluding minor traffic offenses, whether prosecuted or not, or any act of moral turpitude. Check. A second one, substance abuse or habitual insobriety. Check. Third one, willful negligent or intentional disregard of, in the performance of coaches duties check a fourth one conduct by coach that is clearly contrary to the character and responsibilities of a person occupying coach's position significantly offends the traditions and reputations of the university brings serious discredit to the university or substantially harms the university's reputation that's the biggest check of all especially after the events in the past few days never mind in june and in may as well it's not worth our time to really consider the possibility that wv would fire huggins for convenience but if you're curious if they fired him for convenience um, he would be owed half of the remaining sum of the base salary and supplemental pay on his contract so half of whatever was left the day he was no longer the coach um, and that was a 3.15 million dollar salary that he agreed to in may One thing we cannot dispute here though, West Virginia does owe Huggins money, um, $1.25 million in deferred compensation. The 2021 amendment said that he was to be paid out in three installments. Once his contract was up, Uh, the May amendment says that Huggins gets that money quote upon the termination of coach's employment, regardless of the circumstances. And he'll get that 1.25 million and semi monthly installments paid out over 12 months. So we don't have a lot of, um, well, how about this? Not a lot of this makes sense, but we just had a good discussion about the dollars and cents here. And money can be motivating in times like this. But once again, as you step back and you talk about the money, you consider everything we just said and what doesn't seem to be realistic or pursuable. You're kind of back to a common response when you begin to talk and think about this particular story, which is what the heck are we doing here? Until next time, I am Mike Casaza. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you soon.